When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Get in the know. Nonstop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. And welcome into Purple Access. Judd Zolgad, Chip Scoggin, Star Tribune sports columnist. My buddy joins me every Thursday to talk Vikings. Ross Brendel in executive producing for the vacationing Declan Goff. And of course, Purple Access brought to you by our friends at Surly Brewing Company and also by our friends at TCL TV. With TCL, you enjoy more. If you're not watching sports on a TCL TV, I got to tell you, you're not doing it right. Check out TCL. All right, Chipper, let's start here. Uh, Vikings three and three going into the bye week. You covered the game on Sunday in Charlotte against the uh, Carolina Panthers. Your observations of this team through six games with a really difficult four game stretch coming out of the bye. Yeah, I think they need this bye almost almost as much uh, emotionally and mentally as they do physically because we talked to Zimmer after after his press conference in, in Carolina and he was walking out the door. He's like, "I'm worn out." And, and I asked cousins, Kirk cousins about, it. he's like, yeah, I'm spent. I mean, the way these games have gone and the way they've kind of uh, just made, made it a drama, really every game, um, it, it has to take a toll on. So I, I was sitting there thinking after the game, I don't know if this is a good team, bad team, yep. what they are. I mean, it's just been so weird. All these games that, I mean, you look at it, and you can play the woulda, coulda, shoulda game all day long, but you know they Arizona's what one of the three best teams, two best teams, best team in the NFL, and and they had a chance to win that one. Um, and then they could have lost to the Lions, and they could have lost to Carolina, and so I think it's a talented team with uh, obvious flaws. Yep, and I don't know that those flaws are going to allow them to ever be maybe reach the, what we thought they were going to be this year. I think they're going to be a little bit inconsistent. Like we've seen these, these games because, um, because of those flaws, but I mean, you know, I liked, I liked the way the, the offense played in the second half and overtime when we, they kind of let cousins cut it loose, but um, it's, it's a, one of the weirdest team Vikings teams that I can remember. Jed, I'll, I'll say it that way. I'm with you completely. I have no idea what to make of, this team i've been up and down like i've been okay they're, they're okay no they're not really okay uh, yeah. so so here's the here's my weird um a thought about this team six games in i actually think the bye week is going to be or should be from a learning perspective chip more productive for the coaching staff 
than the players. And by that, I mean, I think the coaching staff needs to accept and get its head around what it has here. And offensively, I feel like they started to do that against the Panthers. Yeah. Um, but if they come back with, uh, well, here's our fundamentals, like here's our, here's our Zimmer principles. I think they're in trouble. If they come yeah. back with, we got something good here <laughs> offensively and the defense is not a disaster, but it's certainly not great. Um, I think they could put themselves in a position to win games, but long story short, I think what we're looking at here <laughs> is a, is, is a team that flat out at times is going to have to go toe to toe and outscore its opponents. And if it's turned loose, I think it can. I think there can be games that you win like that. Yeah, and I I've, I think I've come full circle from thinking that this offense, because Dalvin is so good. He's he's a wonderful talent. <coughs> Excuse me, I got the cough here. Um, I got the same thing. Don't worry about it. But but uh, allergies. But it it needs to be Cousins and the receivers yep. as the, as the focal point. Yep. I mean, I think we've seen it, and the insistence on running. And second and long, um, we've seen where that gets you. And and the conservative nature, we've seen where that gets them. Where, you know, they play it so close to the vest that even bad teams like Detroit, when you do that and just try to take the air of the ball, that's just not the way to win. And so I, th- I when you watch the way Cousins is playing now and, and the confidence he has, particularly in close games, which – how weird is that, Judd? Remember, was it two years ago, three years ago, where every week we were beating him over the head with the his Monday night stat? What was he, 0-9 on Monday yeah. night? And and was it last year when Zimmer said they had just a disastrous two-minute at the end of a game? He called it chaotic. Yeah, it was Carolina. Yeah. That, that brutal one. Or was against, it? Or, or was no, it I'm, I'm sorry. Tennessee, the Titans. Tennessee. The Titans. Yeah. The Titans. I, yep. And we've gone from, you know, Kirk Camp – win big games, can't win night games, can't win uh, when they need them in, in clutch situations to now. It's like you just expect him to do something really good because he's he looks just so confident in those situations with his receivers. So, yeah, you're right. Like their self-scout would be really interesting to listen to, to if you could eavesdrop on it and and see if, if they have that same recognition that, you know what, the offense is better when we're kind of cutting it loose. It's the only way to win. Like yeah. that's how, that's how, if you don't do that and, and it could blow up, Kirk could go cold. This could end. I have no idea, but the only way that this team is going to come anywhere near its peak potential is to take the kid gloves off, take the governor off the offense yeah. and, and allow it to go. Um, and part of the reason and chipper, Going back to our time, I don't know the last time that we could say this. The Vikings have three receivers. KJ Osborne yeah. oh, is yeah. a, a marvelous talent, and and but I mean, think about the teams that we you know, two thousand nine, right? Sidney Rice, Barry, Barry was good, uh, and Percy. But I don't, but I don't know that they had three receivers that I trust this much. You know, and yeah, it's no impressive. good. Well, and it's it. The thing is, is. I don't think we can praise and credit Osborne enough. I mean, he was. I agree. For he's, the work he did over the offseason. He's supposed to be a returner, too, and he's not good yeah. at it. He, yeah. he did not have. he. I believe the statistic is 2020, zero offensive snaps. Yeah. Like, they, they completely lucked into this. But that kid, the day in training camp that I saw him, toe drag swag, double toe tap. <laughs> um, and I think it was against Pat Pete. So, it, yeah. 
And and he came down and toe tapped. And I'm like, oh my God, that's special. Like that's yeah. a that's not a fluke. You you work on that. And then he uh I think uh obviously he went to what Miami worked out with Diggs and and Jefferson, right? And so and other receivers and kind of went through a wide receiver boot camp, you know. So yep. give him credit for saying, I want to improve as a player. And he was right. He talked about it after a game that hey, there's so much attention being paid to Jefferson and Thielen that he should be able to win his matchup, right? Because you're getting the third best corner. Yep. And, you're, he, and you're not getting much attention. But uh, on the the third down play on um, that game-winning drive, uh, which was a heck of a catch because he was being blanket. But Cousins said he was the third option. Mm-hmm. But think about that, you know, for Cousins to have the faith in Osborne – Yes. You know, six games into really his, you want to call it his rookie season because he didn't do anything last year, you know, uh, that he has the faith in overtime to go, you know, to his third option and throw that ball to him. I mean, that says a lot about uh, what Osborne has done to earn the, the trust of the quarterback and the organization. And the thing that impresses me most is is this, beyond his ability to make difficult catches on the sideline, um, it is his ability to win battles on difficult mm-hmm. catches. He's making catches where Kirk is, and this is what Kirk can do. Kirk's really good at a couple of things, at, at least two things. One is that deep ball that, that he dropped into Jefferson. He can make that throw eight out yeah. of 10 times. The other one is he can fit the ball in if the receiver is willing to give himself up to catch it. KJ Osborne is. And, and think about this too. Where could this, if KJ Osborne does not emerge, where is this conversation? Because we all know Irv Smith Jr. was supposed to be basically wide receiver three. And I mm-hmm. you know officially it's a tight end, but he was supposed to be wide receiver three. And he was going to be an enormous part of this entire thing. He's gone now. Um, yeah. If Osborne does not emerge, I'm not saying that you're in huge trouble, but the dynamic yeah. is different. So Osborne, I'm with you. We cannot say enough good things about this kid and what he's done especially with Irv Smith out. And I would say Conklin, too. I mean, he's, he's a nice player. The Vikings just, before we started here, tweeted out that that was the first time they had four receivers with 70 yards receiving in a game since, like, 84 or something. It was crazy. Um, but you mentioned throwing the deep balls, and I think the thing we talked about last week, remember, was the numbers were kind of weird with Cousins because he was – eighth at the time in the league in, in pass attempts. But if you looked at really dug into the stats, the next gen stats, that his intended air yards was way down. He was like 25th. So he wasn't throwing the ball down. It was a lot of check downs and, and mm-hmm. short, you know, high completion percentage, but not really taking shots. And you see when he does, just he can throw the ball down the field to Osborne, to Jefferson, to Thielen. Um, there are opportunities there if they will just do it, if they'll take them and and, right. and play a little more uh, risky football. And I don't even know if it's risky, but it's just, you know, play more modern football and throw the ball yeah. down the field, you know. Um, so, and they're going to have to, Judd, because when you look at, and we'll get into Pat Peterson in his absence, when you look at the quarterbacks that they're going to be facing, it's going to be some shootouts, Judd. I mean, they're going to have to be—they're going to have to be able to win high-scoring games. I think. I don't think 
this, hey, let's ball control and win 2017. Nope. That's not going to work nope. coming out of the bye, I don't think. Nope, nope, nope. They they are going to have to win, and they can. Um, I, I go back to, I think it was Kirk's first year, the Thursday night game against the Rams at the Coliseum, and they lost that game. But that was a tremendous Rams team offensively, and the Vikings defense got gouged that night. But Kirk held them in that, and, and like they went back and forth. There is no reason why this team is not capable of winning that exact game. And I know it's going to drive Zimmer crazy. He's going to yeah. be like, uh, but that's what you're talking about. I, I agree completely with you on that. Was that the, that was the same week, Judd, that the Chiefs had like a 55 something game with somebody else? No, the Chiefs? that game was with the Rams on a Monday night. It was the next week. Okay. But I, I remember, um, was it like the, the next week or something? Because I remember Zimmer saying, those kind of games are going to drive me out of the, out of the NFL. Yeah. So I, I, you're right. It drives right. him crazy, but it's like, Hey, Mike, this is what might be coming down the pike here. Yep. <laughs> coming out of the bye because you're, you're right. These quarterbacks that they're going to face, you're going to, you're going to have to rely on, on cousins to really kind of keep pace and, and, and go blow to blow with them. And the guys around him, like that's the thing of, of, about it. This is Kirk Cousins and company, but the company's really good. Yeah, yeah, like, oh yeah. Like you've got you've got three guys at the receiver spot, tight ends that aren't great, but they're solid. Conklin's solid. He's a very, I think yeah. he's very, very solid. I think he's good. Yeah, yeah. You've got two running backs, one of which I think that they they should use more. I, I think Dalvin's marvelous, and I love him, but my God. He's clearly still nursing that yeah. ankle problem, and Madison got three carries for ten yards. What what are we doing here? Like, if you trust he, if you trust him to carry the ball twenty nine times when Cook is out, he can get ten to twelve carries. But anyway, yeah, my I, point is, all of those skill position guys, you gotta you gotta let them ride because they're actually your hope. Yeah, and Judd, that Carolina defense, I think it's pretty good, right? Yeah, they are zero sacks. Yeah, well, right? you know. Funny, and, and, how, funny, huh? If you find a left tackle, huh? Yeah, he was good. Yeah, totally. I mean, it, it's it's and and the one I don't know how Cousins got out of the one in overtime. It went Burns basically basically went for the strip, and Burns said afterwards, "I should have just gone for him and not the strip there because it, you know, he leaked out and, and made a nice play." But um, but yeah, I mean, credit, you know, it wasn't uh, Odu had a had a tough game with penalties. Um, and it wasn't perfect, but no sacks. And so that, you know, if they can do that, then cousins can be really good. I think think when he's, when he's feeling, when he's upright and feeling comfortable back there. If Darisaw is as good as he looked against the Panthers and he does look the part, like he looks the part. I I think he's good. I think he's going to be good. Uh, If Darisaw is as good as he looks, your tackles are good. Then like you're taking care of a tackle. Your guards aren't perfect, but they're not disasters. Like, like they're. I think they'll be fine. The right guard concerns me a, a bit. I actually yeah. think that that the more that Ezra Cleveland develops at left guard, and your center's a problem. But that's yeah. a that's a big improvement from the past. Well, yeah, when you know, Dakota when, Dozier, Bradbury, like last year, Rashad Hill getting bowled over. Yeah, but know. I mean they're. There was a point before Cleveland actually slid in at right guard last year, Chipper, where your entire interior line was concerning. Like nobody was yeah. good. Well, I remember that Seattle game was just was complete disaster out there yeah. last year. Um, and I believe that was the last time we saw. Didn't they make this switch with Cleveland after that, or was that the first? Yeah, 
I think so, didn't game. didn't they claim Samia got hurt in that game? Yeah, yeah. Um, so no, yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, the way that you know the first half Sunday was just for both teams. It was <laughs> I don't even know what that was. It's was, it was a tweet at halftime. It's like let us never talk about that again. That first half, but you know the way they came back and and again, I, I think that Cleveland defense or that Carolina defense is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um. So I think they they you know they found the right kind of balance of because Dallas still went up with what twenty nine carries which is he had twenty nine carries and uh, Madison it, had three which I don't yeah. like I know Cook's great and he he statistically had a great day but to me that's an abuse of a player when, when you have a guy who's so capable and I'm not saying that, that it should be 50-50. I am yeah. saying three carries for a guy who, when Cook is out, you basically give the ball to 25 times or something. You could probably give him the ball 12 times. Yeah, it is. It, 10 times. They're not going to do that. Yeah, it, it's just, it's. I know. You get in a game and. I know, but. This the, is, the best plans that you have going in, and I don't know what the plans were going in, but I think they just get in a game and, and you know what, we're riding Dalvin. Let's just, you know. But I, but I hate that thought process. Like, like there's so much more there when, when you have multiple guys. Now, if Cook was 100%, I might yeah, not, well, he, but he clearly wasn't still. He, he, had a, no. he had a great game statistically, but he was limping. He was well, like, yeah. he can't plant that foot that well yet. And he even said afterwards, I mean, he looked tired, Judd. I mean, this, he needs this by in the worst way. Yeah. Get, I don't know if he'll get 100% healthy, but um, yeah, I, you know what? I, I think this is going to be just, a narrative that does not go away as long as he's here, as long as he's, you know, the has that explosiveness. I just think they're going to, they're going to use him and use him and use him and, and not pull back. I mean, we, we've been talking about this for how long they got to pull back on his care and they just don't. So I think I they feel like, I'm but, but I, but I, but I think, but John, I think they have the right, I think that second half was the right bounce throw, take shots down the field, trust yes. your quarterback. Yeah. Let let him be the focal point of the offense. And as you said, let the receivers shine. Let yeah, the receivers, yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah. Thielen was great. Jefferson wasn't great for him, but had a damn good day. But the, yeah. the play that I absolutely loved offensively, I think it was in, I think it was on the Vikings first or second drive. And it missed. But the deep shot to Jefferson on the post route, that's yeah. what I want to see. And they went back to it. And, and, the, but I mean, that's what I, I want to see a commitment to that because that's going to work. Like Kirk, yeah, missed. he shouldn't have missed, but it's the right idea. Yeah. And don't just, all right, we took a shot, you know, as children should say, that's just a long foul ball. Well, keep throwing it. <laughs> and it sets up, but it sets up the, it sets the defense up to be cognizant of what you can do. Yeah. I want that. Yeah. And, um, I look to see, you know, there's only so many plays, and we're talking about Thielen, Jefferson, Dalvin. But I, heck, I like to see more of Osborne. You know, I mean, we see him in, in those, club, you know, late game, you know, killer. You know, you got to make a play here, and he's he's shown up there. But um, it'd be great to see him get a few more touches. But like, you know, again, there's only so there's only one football and so many plays, so you're gonna right. Everybody can't have equal uh, touches. But um, you're right. When I say trust him, I'm saying trust cousins and those receivers. I mean, let it, um, don't be afraid to get in the shootout. <laughs> you know? I, I think you're going to have to at times. Yeah. Cause you got what you got Dak first. Um, and that, and that offense. Lamar. 
Lamar Jackson. Lamar, and then Herbert and then, yep. uh, Aaron Rodgers. So. Yep. <laughs> Ready or not. <laughs> but, I mean, you're going to have to – There, if you don't embrace that, if you're just like, no, we're going to be more stout defensively, you're going to lose games. It just, it's stubbornness. Just, yeah, and, and as you look at their defense now, they're going to be without Pat Peterson for three games. Um, I don't have a good handle on Zimmer's defense because Lions are terrible. Sam Donner, Darnold is awful. Yeah, he's, t- he's so, I mean, that was wreck. that was like Christian Ponder. Yeah. I mean, and the guys, way he just and guys dropped balls, but he was still terrible. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't all him because he, I think I saw said that someone said that. Yeah, I saw six. It felt like about 30. I mean, yeah, every, it was unbelievable. I thought it was 10 or more, but I, I think PFF charted it as eight drop passes. It, it felt like, that. I mean, uh, the one guy, his name's up in my, I think he had four himself. But um, but then he gave up a 96-yard drive. It was just like, what in the world? And now you're going to lose your best quarterback. And so you're going to, it's, it's going to be Breland and, and uh, McKenzie yeah, and, 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 and Cam Dantzler. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I mean, that's it's going to be a tall order for the, for that secondary. And Breland's improved the last two games, but he scares me. Yeah, yeah, um, he has. I mean, Pat P had played really well, and Peterson had brought he had stabilized it. Like I think mm-hmm. I think that's what I liked. He stabilized things. He's such a professional. Like you could yeah. tell he's going to get beat at times, but he knows exactly what he is doing. Like Breland, it feels like he's freelancing more or something, and Dantzler. Um, who, who I actually think might be fine eventually, but Pat P just brought such a stabilization that I felt they didn't have last year. And I'm afraid at his age with a hamstring, I think it might be more than three games. Yeah. It, well, you know, I'm sure they have degrees of them, but, but it's just, but you can't get them hurt again. And those things can flare up. You just don't know, yeah. you know? So it mean, I'm sure Zimmer's at the ranch, <laughs> like mulling over, how he's going to help that back in and you're going to have to blitz and do different things. But I mean, he's probably calling Rick and saying, have we traded for a veteran cornerback yet? Have we traded for a veteran cornerback yet? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't go to Spielman's. Uh, he always has his bi-week presser. It sounds yeah. like they're not going to do that. Uh, it's Rick. We yeah, are not I mean, trading Percy Harvin. Yeah. We'll, we we'll are, see if they do, but we are not going to trade stuff on digs. Um, here's a name for you. H- had a, Really bad year here in 2019. Rebounded in 2020 with the Colts. And now the Colts have tweaked their defense again, and he's not playing as well. And he could probably be had for a late-round draft pick. Xavier Rhodes. Just for is depth, he, for veteran yeah, depth. Is he, I don't trust Chris Boyd. At, I mean, Chris Boyd yeah, or, and Harrison Hand, come on. Yeah. Well, is so is uh, is he just falling out of – Favor and and Indy's not playing or they're not playing well and he has um I guess they so they basically schemed things up last year with a defense that that fit his aging style pretty well yeah and then they've tweaked it this year and he's been exposed more but the problem is so so like he knows he knows Zim's defense but if he comes back here they're not going to adjust things so I'm yeah. I'm, afraid, I'm afraid that it might not be a pretty sight if he tries to play this defense at his age now. Yeah. And I just, I mean, can he run, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think I would probably, I'd probably say no on that. Okay. Um, but 
you feel like they need to do something. They need to right. Yes. Yeah. I mean, um, because I just don't know. You know, man, you're you're really thin there right now, and you're you're facing some really really good wide receivers and quarterbacks coming up. And you saw that um, the the week after the Browns came here and played really well defensively and won. They went and played the Chargers and got in a shootout, and Herbert yeah. was marvelous. I mean, if we if we see that Herbert in the third game back from the bye, pack a lunch. Yeah, I I don't think your secondary stopping him. So well, and these cow, Cowboys receivers coming out, you know, they're really yeah. Good too. But this all goes back to your point: is you're going to have to, as much as as Zim might hate it, you're going to have to embrace the shootout. And if you embrace if you embrace that, you're going to have to throw the ball and unfortunately for Mike take a chance on on mistakes because if you don't like if your goal yeah. is we're, we're going to stop Dak who's who <laughs> I think is going to play he 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 hurt his calf right in, in the game yeah. before the bye but I think he'll play but if you're just like well we're going to stop Dak that's really really taking a leap of faith in a defense yeah. that's got some really nice players but overall without Pat Peter Pat P plan I think it's going to be a problem yeah I mean um I mean, I, I think their defense is getting better, right? From what we've seen, it, it feels like they're mm-hmm. they're they're kind of finding themselves a little bit. But there's, I think they're still susceptible in the back end, and, and and it's just, I don't know that that secondary is good enough to think you're going to be a top flight defense, consistent, shut teams down. I just, it's I just not. don't see it. I, I just, not, you know, right. um, I think they're just going to be too vulnerable at the cornerback position, and they're going to give up plays, and so. Yeah, I, I think it's. I mean, you talk. They always talk about complimentary football. It's like, well, you know, if that defense is, if they're going to give up points, you, I don't think Zim's uh, model for how he wants a game to go. I just don't think his team is built that way. Yeah. Now here's my. I think the offense is built differently, and I think the op- and the defense is not is, is not capable of holding teams down. And my question. Good teams. Yeah, and my question to you is: Here's the problem. Who's going to tell him that? Clint Kubiak can't. He's too yeah. young, and he's you know yeah. wants his job. Like, who's going to tell Spielman? Who who's going to sit Mike down and be like, I know how you watch film, Mike, but here's how we're going to watch film. Yeah. Well, I think it's going to be one of those things where the game determines it, sort of dictates it. You know, it's like okay, this team scored, we got to match it. You know, I think it. I don't think it'll. I don't think Zimmer going to South Scout and say, "Okay, we're ripping things up. We're going to be, you know, we're going to air it out." I think, but if you get in a game and all of a sudden you're giving up points, well, then then everything changes, and you're like, "Okay, right. we're going to have to get in the shootout, whether I like this or not. We're going to have to score a lot." And so, um, I, I think it'd be more game driven than than actually philosophically making a huge shift in, in how they approach it. Right. Well, and the offense have certainly been good. And you know what they should be doing, Chip Scoggins? They should be cheering <laughs> a surly, furious IPA to celebrate their success in the first <clears throat> six games. The the uh, best IPA in the state. Oh, well, heck, possibly the country. In fact, Chip Scoggins, tell us about your run, your most recent <laughs> run to your local liquor store to pick up some surly furious. I did, Judd. I made one actually yesterday afternoon because I knew I'd be working late. Uh, you get home from the a actually a very entertaining Wolves opener. All we do is provide entertainment and sports in this town now. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Back wild to back nights, you have a wild wolves. and you go and 
Ant Edwards is throwing down dunks and hitting threes and the Wolves are playing defense and you get home and you're like, you know what? You have the post-deadline rush and you're like, is there anything better than a Surly Furious on a post-deadline rush? There is no. No, there's deal. not. No, there's not. Exactly right. So check it out. And, of course, if, if you are uh, sitting down to watch a Wolves or a Wild or Vikings game, tweet me your pictures at Jay Zolgad of you, of you holding up your Surly Furious in front of that game. I'll retweet you and put in a nice comment and know that you have joined the Surly Fan Club, of which Judd and Chip belong. Uh, I ran this question by Mackie, uh, and I've got to preface it by telling you the parameters, Shipper. But when it comes to this Vikings offense in particular, I was thinking about this while covering the basketball game last night. I think not play calling wise and not how it's deployed yet. Okay. Personnel standpoint, like the players that they've got. I think this is my most trustworthy, if that's the right word, Vikings offense since 2009. I like right now with how Kirk is firing Quarterback, sure. Three receive three receivers yeah. who I really I mean, Justin Jefferson to me is outstanding. Thielen's really, really good. KJ Osborne. I mean, we covered teams at times, Chipper, with without that third guy. Yeah. Um, the running backs, you've got two tight ends. If you have if you had Irv Smith, my God. Yeah. Uh yeah. The, the offensive line, far from perfect, but improving. Uh, I was just trying to think back and I thought, you know what? This might be the this might be. Um, how can I put this? The most potential because they're yeah. not getting it yet. The most potential that I've seen for a Vikings offense since Favre's first and last great year here in 2009. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, definitely quarterback skill. I, you know, I still, I want to see what Darisaw does a little bit more in terms of maybe sure. stabilizing the offensive line. Um, because you're right. If, if he can be good, then you feel good about your tackles, you know? So that would be the, the one maybe hang up on it, but yeah, I mean, but I wrote I mean, this before the year. Where, where are they in scoring offensive score? Cause this should be a top 10 team. Yeah, they're scoring. not right now. I'll, I'll find it um, because it's, and this is where I think they're being suppressed. Yeah. By, by the coaching staff. I'm not, and, and I am not saying that to be clear, I am not saying that they are maximizing their potential. I'm saying this is the most potential, potential I've yeah, seen yeah. since 2009. Well, and I wrote this, before the year, and you know, Zimmer talked about how great their offense was last year. And I was like, yeah, it was it was good. I wouldn't say it was great because when you don't finish the top ten in scoring, I don't think you can say you're great. Agreed. And there's no reason when you look at who they have on this offense that this should not be a top ten scoring offense, in my opinion. With the with the skill players, now that we could say, okay, the offensive line might sabotage that some, but um, so to me, this offense. Should be a top 10 scoring offense. It maybe should be top five. They're 14th, Chip. They're that, that's 14th, not good enough, Judd. 24.5 points. No, I'm with you. And that's what I'm, that's why I think that, that the bye week has to be uh, spent self scouting and reevaluating how you approach this thing. Because um, it'd be 14th. When you say you're, they're 14th in scoring, yep. you're basically saying they're average. Correct. And they're not. This should not be an average offense. Right. Not with the way the quarterback is playing and, and the no. talent at the skill positions around him. They no. should be top 10, like without a without a debate. And I think that there's a case to be made. The expectation should be top five. Yeah. Like like yeah. the top five right now, Chipper, are Jeez. Dallas, Dallas, Buffalo, Tampa, Arizona, and KC. And yeah. 
and the Cowboys are at 34.2 points per game. So they're averaging, and uh, Vikings are at 24? Yep. Yep. So they're yeah, at so uh, you, you, 10 more, basically. You you said the, the right word, maximize. The, the conservative stuff we saw against the Lions is like, that's you're not getting the best out of the players if, if you're doing that, if what, you, if what your skill guys are. Thielen had, two, Thielen had two catches on that last drive. I don't care about the, the play that was wiped out because it was wiped out. He had two yeah. catches on that last drive, and that was yeah. it. And you can't tell me, like, I'm so sick of, of the X's and all those guys saying, oh, you couldn't throw. You, you're telling me you got three receivers and you can't throw to any of them? Yeah, like, yeah, on. I don't buy that. Yeah, that that's to me, that's too much of a, a, a cop out. I mean, scheme them open, mm-hmm. right? I mean, these other coaches find ways to scheme guys open. Well, and who can and <clears throat> who can cover three guys? Yeah, like Jefferson it, might be no go. Yeah, the Carolina play right, but the three of them, yeah, to Osborne yeah. that you talked about, third option, tough catch. It's the NFL. Yeah, <laughs> Make the exactly. and he made the catch and he made the throw. Like, don't yeah. tell me. Well, KJ Osborne was a. Uh, did you see the coverage there? It's the bleeping NFL. This feels like a when you look at their skill guys and the way Cousins is playing. This feels like an offense that should average thirty points. Correct, top five. So, so Kansas City, which is fifth, is at thirty point eight. How about that? Yeah, sound fair? Yeah, I mean it, it, it's. Um, I don't think it's being unreasonable, and, and I think. You know, if if they can iron out their offensive line and maybe putting Darisol in there does that, mm-hmm. um, so you you improved it that way. So, um, and you know, if you can get keep Dalvin healthy, because I just think, you know, uh, he's he's different, right? Yes. I mean, his he, he get his, his presence scares people. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I mean, I, the maximize is the hundred percent the right word. They haven't yet, and maybe coming out of the bye, they'll realize that, you know what, we're not getting as much out of this offense as, as we should be able to, and we can't get it. And you're exactly right, though. The, the only statistic that they should sweat is scoring because yeah. that's, that's the one thing where this team can put up points. But to put up points, you, you got to take shots on dynamic plays. And, and I mean, I really think it's Mike. Mike's got, Mike's got to accept the fact that there might be a bunch of games coming up that he absolutely hates <laughs> oh like, yeah he'll be, I mean... <laughs> he'll be miserable he'll be miserable and there's nothing but if he doesn't accept that he'll be gone yeah well yeah because it's i mean again i i just don't i don't see them holding down those offenses i just don't oh. um and you're and even even if, even if peterson was there i'm not sure they would be able to right but without him I mean, yeah. you really think Bashad Breland is going to hold up fine for the next four games? Dantzler is still young. I mean, they didn't trust him enough to play him in front of uh, Breland for extended periods of time. Correct. So, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm with you. All right, Chipper, we'll talk to you next week as we uh, as we get set for the Vikings to play the Cowboys Sunday night football. In the meantime, Chip, I want you to do one thing. I want you to go to your fridge and grab your surly <laughs> furious and enjoy one on me. All right. I'm doing it tonight, brother. Talk to you later. Bye. See ya.